Can you believe it? I'm joined by my wife on this podcast because we have a story to tell on this episode of Pushback. you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and if you're watching on YouTube, uh, my podcast just got a whole lot cuter because my wife is joining me today because we have a t- story to tell, a story about our family and most specifically our daughter Lydia. So we got her permission to share her story uh, because it's a compelling one and it's a story of uh, trust and perseverance. And uh, it really starts with her as a young girl. And so I want my wife to tell some of those stories and the things that were stirring in her heart uh, when she was really young. When Liddy was about seven years old, I asked her one school year, I'm like, Liddy, if you could learn about anything this next school year, what do you want to learn about? And she said she wanted to learn about Africa. And I remember thinking that was an interesting request for a seven-year-old, but finding her some books and things on that topic so that she could learn about it. And little did we know that Africa would continue to remain on her heart even a decade later. So she uh, just recently graduated from high school. Uh, She was just accepted to uh, Berklee School of Music, for which we are very proud. She's very gifted musically. But inside her heart, she's always had this Africa thing. And uh, last year, um, she was scheduled to go to Ireland and and had a few disappointments along the way on a missions trip trip. and uh, disappointments throughout the year, as we all have had with COVID. Her trip got canceled. She was a lead a lead in a musical at at school canceled. Um, And so she had these hurdles that were really disappointing for her and for her heart. Um, and so we, when we have graduation ceremony at our house, it's, it's, we're homeschooled. And so we do a ceremony in our house. And uh, I, I gave her a message, uh, as we try to do, just kind of share our hearts as parents with her. And I talked about her being this bulldog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had a, pic, I had a slide of a picture of this ferocious bulldog because that's always been Lydia. She's, uh, she's this petite, beautiful little girl. But when she gets something in her mind, she, <laughs> she, she is like a dog on a bone. And she locks in. And uh, whether it's going to Dairy Queen or, or getting a latte, it's like if she gets it in her mind, it's going to happen. And so I've, I, I mentioned that to uh, the, the crowd at her graduation that I honored that in her. And that that was mm-hmm. something that I said, you know, when the Lord speaks to you and you know it's him and you hear yeah. his voice, that you need to be a bulldog. And so little did we know uh, how much <laughs> she was going to need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so begins the story of Lydia getting to Kenya. And uh, interestingly, the fundraising was not the biggest hurdle. No. Um, in fact, the Lord just continued to bless her financially. And I know many of you are listening were uh, givers to her trip. Mm-hmm. And so we just as a family say thank you yeah, for that. You. So usually fundraising is the hurdle, but that was not it. So I'll pass the story <laughs> over to Amy because she really had the best front row seat <laughs> of, uh, of Lydia getting to Africa. 
So I I love in our journeys with the Lord how he often teaches us things and lets us put feet to it right away. It's yeah. kind of like when you're learning something in biology, you have a lab so that you can actually experience what you're learning. And um, in the months leading up to her actual departure for Kenya, the Lord had been teaching Lydia a ton about trust. And Lydia has a, a, a vlog called Voracious Living, and she has shared some of her testimonies of the things that the Lord has done in her life just to build that relationship with trust and just financial miracles and and things like she needed an extra $100 to go with her cousins um, on a trip to California. And she was almost backed out of the trip because she was going to need to pay for a rental car as well. And, And she really struggled with it, but felt like she was supposed to go ahead and do it. And the next day she had crazy favor with her tips at work and the Lord, her tips at work, which are normally about 20 bucks because she works a horrible shift, um, ended up being like a hundred dollars worth of tips in two hours. And it was exactly the money she needed to cover that. But she has many testimonies over this year of the Lord just, um, having, she's had a need and the Lord has met her need and she's known it's been miraculous again and again and again. And that was important leading up to heading off to Africa because Two weeks before she was supposed to go, I, you know, I had set aside the day and I'm like, Liddy, you sleep as long as you want. I'll teach school. And then you and I will get all the last details pulled together for your Kenya trip. We'll just... and, there, and there's a lot of details when, yeah. when you travel overseas these days and, and COVID has ramped that up big time. And so there's things about just gathering paperwork and her um, immunization record and getting immunizations and prescriptions and all these things. So there was quite a bit of of paperwork and and checklist that we needed to get through um, until it led up to this part. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was doing school that morning and Lydia came out to me and she's like, mom, I think we have a problem. And I'm like, well, what kind of a problem, honey? And she said that she had just got a call from her missions trip leader that her passport was not going to work for her trip. And she was supposed to leave in 12 days. It was 12 days from her departure when she said this to me. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because it's valid through August. And, and apparently, and those of you who travel internationally know this, your passport has to be valid for some countries up to six months after you arrive in their country. And we had no idea. And so Lydia's passport, which expired in August of this year, was not valid. (laughs) Now, all of this is not that big of a deal. I mean, in normal years or circumstances, but with COVID, Mm. passport places are shut down. Websites are not available. Phone calls don't go through. Emails don't get responded to. And we found ourselves... In the middle of a problem. <laughs> so, so we were looking online as far as how we could get an expedited passport for her and really narrowed it down to one place in Minneapolis Yeah, and began to call this place. Yeah. I, and, I, I finally got a, a hold of somebody who said, <laughs> normally we do this, but since COVID, this has been shut down. And she told me she, the only place that can do expedited passports is the Minneapolis. It's like the Passport Bureau, downtown Minneapolis. And we were literally calling that place and getting a busy signal. There is no such thing as a busy signal anymore (laughs) in 2021, is there? Apparently there is. I think that means that they just unplugged their phones. They they literally were not receiving phone calls at all. So here's our girl, just raised thousands of dollars for this trip, has everything in order, including her passport, which wasn't expired, and yet... Here she is not being able to enter into Kenya. Yeah. And so I I finally, as Lydia and I were just 
you know, all of our options were getting narrowed and more narrowed and more narrowed. And even the this passport bureau, if you read on their website, they say that they only do expedited passports for deaths or extreme illness <laughs> and do not come to the passport bureau unless you have an appointment. But we couldn't get an appointment when we tried to make an appointment online. There was nothing available until like weeks after she was supposed to leave for Kenya. Um, and so I, I looked at Lydia at about 1130 in the morning. I'm like, if you are going to go to Kenya, we're going to just jump in the car and we are going to pray to find somebody who is moved with compassion for your case. <laughs> and my great faith, I... I reread the line <laughs> from the website that said, you will not be allowed in the building. Yeah. Actually, you will not be allowed in the building without an appointment. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like <laughs> it was the greatest move, but, um, but you know, Bulldog had to take over. And so my wife and Lydia hopped in the car. And... Lydia and I have very similar personalities. <laughs> <laughs> and drove to the cities. Mm -hmm. And Lydia, Lydia and I, that first half of the trip, I would say our faith was pretty low. I mean, because you read that you will not be permitted in the building and it's kind of daunting. And um, halfway through, I called my friend Kristen and she has done a lot of overseas travel. Mm -hmm. And we, I just talked with her to get any tips or advice, which she told us that we needed to have passport pictures in hand, which was huge. We were able to stop and get those. Thank you, Kristen. And um, so, but after she prayed over us, it was like the faith of our first half of our journey hmm. was completely elevated after she prayed over us. And then the rest of the trip, Lady and I were like, I think this is going to work. This is totally going to work. We are going to find somebody who will listen to our story. <laughs> and so Lydia's and I, we pull into Minneapolis at 2.30. The Passport Bureau closed at 3. And uh, we walked into the little office. The, the You know, you go through the little door and then everything you meet is uh, security and plexiglass. And so we walk up to the, you know, walk into the foyer and there's a man that's getting told to turn around because he doesn't have an appointment and is asked to leave the building. <laughs> and they gave him the phone number that we'd been trying to call all morning Which to no we know doesn't yeah. work. Yes. And so he was asked to leave. Well, then Lydia and I go up and we start to share our story and to plead our case. You know, all the while one of us is talking, one of us is praying and, and he's like, you know what? They are not going to see you today. It's too late in the day. I don't think they're going to see you at all. This is not an emergency, but I will I will call back to them and just let them know what's going on. So wait over there by the pillars. So Lydia and I stood over there and waited. And pretty soon this man and a, another security guard comes walking down this uh, marble corridor towards us. And, and when they get there, the guy, again, the man in the suit asks us our story. And so Lydia began to tell him that she's supposed to leave for Kenya and about the passport and all the things. And he said, he's like, well, we can't can't help you today, but let me take this back and I'll go talk to uh, uh, one of the men in charge in the back. And so he walked off and the security guard looks at us, this very sweet lady, we really loved her. <laughs> and she looked at us and she said, I, I overheard your story and I heard you drove two and a half hours to get here. Mm -hmm. And I walked to the back and I told them they had to see you. <laughs> and that was our angel of mercy. That was our woman that was moved with compassion for Liddy's story, which we knew we needed so that we could have breakthrough. So then the man in the suit comes back and he says, I, we really can't help you today, but here's an appointment for tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Come then and we'll get this taken care of. 
And Lydia and I were exultant. Now, we hadn't brought anything to stay overnight in the cities or anything. Um, but we... I, I get a phone call that said, <laughs> we, we have an appointment, which is just a miracle. I mean, I, yeah. you know, like I said, my faith wasn't quite as high, <laughs> but that they were staying overnight, which was fine. And so that all worked out well. Yeah. So we just stopped and we were like, well, all we need is a toothbrush and some toothpaste. And then our friend Kristen put us up for the night and we ended up having a great time. Lydia, Lydia had a bubble bath in Kristen's house that she still raves about. So <laughs> it was fabulous. So the next morning we got up early because we didn't want to be late for our appointment. And Lydia said, hey, mom, is my is my wallet in your purse? And I said, well, no, I don't see it. She goes, like, well, it's got to be in the car. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go run out and check. It's like 6.20 in the morning. I'm just going to run out and check. I get in the car and I look and I, there's like no wallet anywhere to be found. And I look again, still no wallet. And I walked in the house and I looked at Lydia and I'm like, okay, don't freak, but I can't find your wallet anywhere. And and Liddy looks at me and she's like, mom, we haven't freaked out yet. So let's just take a couple deep breaths. This is going to be fine. But all the while we know her driver's license is missing. And we're thinking in an hour and a half, we have an appointment to get a passport. <laughs> this miracle appointment. <laughs> and all of a sudden we can't find her wallet. And mm. Uh, it it was removed from Lydia's permission, uh, possession at a Walmart the night before, as it all turns out. And so that's why this is titled "Can You Believe It?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hurdles, after all of that, along the way. after all of that, we had no wallet. But Lydia's Lydia was amazing through the whole thing. Hmm. Uh, she just, she was like, mom, the Lord has come through for me again and again. He's not going to stop now. And so when she looked me in the eye and gave me a pep talk about, we're going to be fine. You know, now what do we do? We can't freak out. It was, it was amazing to watch my 18 year old respond that way in crisis. (laughs) (laughs) So Lydia and I were, she's like, well, now what do we do? And I'm like, well, we just do the next thing. That's all we knew to do is just keep doing the next thing that was before us. And I'm like, we have an 8 a.m. appointment. If you need your driver's license to get your passport, then at least we'll be there and they can give us another another appointment. So let's just go and, uh, you know, hope it works. And so Lydia and I drove down to the cities and we got right into the passport office with our appointment and as we sat through there, there was just, so we get into the passport office. Not only do we not have our driver's license, but our passport pictures that we had taken the day before were completely gone. And we had them in the folder with every other document. Those passport, I still don't know where they are. They're they are were missing, but it turns out they were able to take them for us. I never heard that part of the story. Really? No. Yeah. Passport pictures were gone. Oh my goodness. And so, so then it turns out that I could vouch for Lydia's uh, who that she was, who she says she was, even though she didn't have her driver's license. And so that all worked out just fine. I was able to vouch since I gave birth to her that, yes, this is Lydia <laughs> Claussen. And, um, and we were able to get all that paperwork through. And we left the passport office, not only with the paperwork filed, but with the passport in hand. And we were triumphant. <laughs> Yeah, just kept shaking our heads because it could only be God. And and it required uh, some digging in and some perseverance from Lydia and Amy, for sure. Um, But what a story of of victory. Um, Unfortunately, the story doesn't end there. So we thought we were finished with all the hurdles um, and everything. But uh, three days prior to Lydia leaving, she needed to get a COVID test, as everybody who travels now does. And she went in perfectly healthy. And 
and got her COVID test, and it came back positive. <laughs> we, there, we honestly could not even believe it. No, we were stunned. I mean, she had COVID. She was vaccinated for COVID. She was completely asymptomatic. This was just, you know, this was just going through the motions yeah. of getting this done. And now we have this positive COVID test, which after everything that she had been through to get up to this point was now completely in jeopardy. And so, and at this point, we were gone. We were, uh, our, as GoFam Ministries, we were traveling to a family camp. So Lydia was home just with her one brother and dealing with all of this. And mm. so she was she was in tears. And I looked at her. I didn't look at her because I was on the phone. But mm-hmm. I just said to her, I'm like, Liddy, remember, we can't fall, you can't fall apart now. Think about all the things the Lord has done again and again and again for you and shown his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And um, so she did. She pulled it, pulled herself together through the tears. And the nurse had said to her, well, I'll retest you tomorrow, but these tests are never wrong. But I'll retest you since all of this is going on. And so all of us began to pray. <laughs> mm. Just pray, 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 pray. And so... The... And, and these, just from a doctor's perspective, these new COVID tests, are very, very specific and, you know, usually greater than 90%. Um, so it would be very rare for a positive test to either be a false positive or a mistake or something like that. And so, um, so of course, you know, our minds start reeling about now, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she decided to show up for the test the next day. Yep. So Liddy got her, went in for her test the next morning. And four hours later, I get a phone call saying that her test was negative. And so all of this, through all of these journeys of of her coming, you know, face to face with, I'm not going to be able to go to Kenya. And then pressing through that to the Lord actually bringing deliverance again and again. So we sent our daughter off to Kenya. She landed there a few days ago and um, she is doing part of what the Lord has her on this planet to do. And, and she is armed with great trust and wow. great faith in what the Lord can do yeah. for her and through her. So it's unbelievable. And you think about the hurdles of, I'm not going to Kenya. I'm not going to Kenya. <laughs> I mean, that over and over again, just in this story alone, probably four or five instances where, you know, she had to hold it with an open hand yeah. for sure. Um, but, and yet it was burning in her heart. And I remember saying to Amy, I said, you know, the enemy can't keep us um, from what we're from our destiny. The only one that can keep us from our destiny is us. Mm-hmm. It's it's our belief and, and our trust in what God is going to do. And I just felt like that was so true for Lydia. And so when she got that positive COVID test, we were all praying <laughs> fervently for yeah. a miracle, really. And I, you know, either it was a false positive test or it was a miracle. Yeah. In either either way, um, it was either resistance from an enemy that really didn't want her to go, um, or it was a God who really wanted her to go. And and the test came back negative. And so all of our faith increased. Yeah. All of our trust increased. This isn't just a story about Lydia. This is a story about our family. Mm -hmm. And I really believe it's a story for somebody who's listening to this podcast, that when these hurdles come up against, um, that we need to be a bulldog. And when when we know that we've heard, that's when we, that's when we sink our teeth in and say, there is nothing that's going to move us um, because we know and we've heard from God. And, uh, and so she was going to get to Kenya 
I said if I had to rent a boat, <laughs> I'd throw her and leave from New York Harbor to get her to Kenya. She was getting to Kenya because at some point you have to get stompy yeah. and just say the enemy is not going to win this battle. Yeah. And so I, I, I wrote down just a few Bible verses that are, are significant that I just want to read to you. Romans 5, 2 through 4 says, Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hope is a big word, and and Lydia had to sink her teeth into the hope of going to Kenya. And I know this next verse is um, significant to my wife, so I'll let her read James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. And uh, I, the pure joy is, a, is sometimes hard to swallow <laughs> when you're in the middle of it. Um, but we have to connect to joy and we have to connect to perseverance. And um, this is a story of that. And so mm-hmm. if you're facing these trials, you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and these things are coming up against you. Um, it's, it's, it's clear that the Lord requires us, wants us to, to set our face on him and actually find joy mm-hmm. in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the fight, in the yeah. middle of the perseverance. There's joy because that's who he is. Um, that's mm-hmm. who he created us to be. And we can never lose that. Psalm 37 is one of my favorites um, because this whole story is about trust. Mm-hmm. And, and Lydia, Lydia actually strengthened her trust muscles heading into the yeah. story, which the Lord knew she was going to need. And, yeah. and she was strong and she was able to persevere because of the trust she had in the Lord all the way. Yeah. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and mm-hmm. enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so trust leads to, to um, the goodness and dwelling in his safety. Um, and then we delight in him and he actually gives you the things that are burning in your heart, like Kenya, yeah. for example. And so this is a, a, a Claussen story that will be told for mm-hmm. generations. <laughs> um, and it's only the beginning of the story because she's there now. Mm-hmm. Um, really, not only um, the Lord is not only going to work an incredible work in her own heart, um, but she's going to change the world. Um, there's going to be something that comes out of this yep. that's birthed out of this that's going to transform our daughter. Yeah. So <laughs> now mom and dad cry. <laughs> yeah, this is the part that we cry. Um, she's going to see some rough things and it's going to be hard, but it's going to be good because it's what the Lord gave her. It's a, the desire of her heart was actually given mm-hmm. to her by God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we as parents, we celebrate that. It's not easy to send your daughter, your beautiful daughter, mm-hmm. to Africa, to the continent of Africa, uh, to Kenya, to a rough place. Um, but it's where she was supposed to be. And so the question is, you know, when we, when we face some of these trials, is it, is it, God warning us? Is it God trying to protect us? Or is it the enemy trying to keep us from it, from us? As believers, how do we discern between an enemy who's resisting us Mm -hmm. and a God who's trying to protect us? Mm -hmm. And I will salt you with this. (laughs) The answer is in the question. And uh, next podcast, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about belief Mm 
and I want to talk about trust and and how we can discern. I believe there is a way to discern uh, the difference between when we're in the middle of the battle. Is this a Jonah situation where God is just trying to protect us from something, (laughs) from going the wrong direction, or is it an enemy that's trying to keep us from going the right direction? And there is a way to to learn and to discern that. So next podcast, I'm going to talk about that. (laughs) So stay tuned for that for next week. But for now, uh, let's go together to set (laughs) and shape the culture.